Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZABEcast, how many NFL teams are truly thrilled with their quarterbacks and which ones are merely happy or satisfied or worse? I go through the list with Kevin Sheehan of the Team 980, and I'm sure you may disagree with a few. We also talk Selection Sunday, Netflix full swing, and the possible sale of the Commanders. Your bonus 35-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Sheehan, some emails. You can always reach me at zabe at yahoo.com. This one from my man Dave Beru. He says, Zabe, I feel you on Turo. My father was a Depression-era kid who loved to haggle. He used to tell stories about how movies were only 10 cents and that he would sneak in because as part of a poor immigrant family, they didn't have much money. I then pointed out to him that he could now easily afford the 8 bucks, but he couldn't afford the 10 cents, so why was he complaining about the high prices of movies? Well, he was also in show business, so the high prices were actually a benefit to him. Also, when I was a realtor, one course I took advised us to tell that any for sale by owners should expect that when you sell something directly from an owner, you should expect a discount. Examples like, say, a flea market. But when you buy something from a third party like a store, you accept the price and don't haggle. Thus, the benefit of having a professional agent to bargain for you. We would also say that Michael Jordan has an agent to negotiate his contract, and he already has millions, so why shouldn't you? 
P.S. The Turo story is in effect the opposite of this, but I think in general you are less willing to haggle on a price with a large store than an individual seller. Also on the Kobe front, yes, of course he was better than Nash that year and better every year than Nash, but don't forget his legal controversy was fresh in mind at the time, and I don't think you can blame MVP voters for not voting for a person with that charge hanging over their head. Kobe's story was that it was consensual, does not make him look good. In any event, he was not guilty, but also not innocent. Andrew Keese in the 803. Zabe, come on now. I know you're on holiday, but I couldn't let this one slide. I think when you said, I think when you meant to say J.J. Redick wasn't very popular in the NBA, not in college. 15 years, by the way, in the NBA is nothing to sneeze at, though. His career at Duke was insane. Not only is the all-time leading scorer for Duke, but he won National Player of the Year in 2006 and a bunch of ACC awards along the way. Hey, how about that? His jersey is retired as well. P.S. Loyal listener, keep up the solid work because it's a boost to get through the day. Andrew Keese in the 803. Andrew, I can tell you this. Uh, J.J. Redick was insanely popular at Duke and with Duke fans. Everybody else hated him. So when I say he was not a popular college player, it does not mean he was not a spectacular college player, which he was. I always felt that J.J. Redick was one of the purest shooters I had ever seen. Almost a Steph Curry-like bomber with absolute dead-eye range and perfect form and lethal. But trust me, he was hated. He was hated in College Park. I remember Terp fans would chant, F-U-J-J, clap, 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 clap. And so, yeah, he was not well-liked outside of Duke. But yes, an incredible college player to be sure. And honestly, in the NBA where you got to be able to play some defense, I think he made absolutely the most of his career and made a whole lot of money, and he seems like a pretty smart guy. This one uh, from a listener, Jamie, in the U.K. regarding my cry for help as to why the U.K. just doesn't like or play American sports. He says, in reality, we do play American football, baseball, and basketball, but at a much lower level due to the systems in place here, namely schooling. A quick Google tells me that we have a professional basketball league called the BBL. Don't know if it's any good, but we have it. American sports are never going to be played mainstream in the U.K., sadly. Our school system sets you up for playing one of three sports, if you're lucky. Football or soccer, hockey or rugby. Hockey. Ice hockey. Interesting, if that's the case. If you're lucky, you might occasionally play a bit of rounders or basketball in PE, but likely the teacher is taking the class the teacher taking the class has no understanding of the rules of either sport, and they're just made up. Professional sports over here are centered around soccer and rugby, and that is unlikely to change just because of the generations of work put into promoting both the sports. Yes, of course, there's others. Just look at the Olympics, but they're the main two. For one of the U.S. sports to get a foothold professionally, there would need to be a major investment by those sports from the NFL, NBA, and MLB as the funding is available for them here. Don't get me wrong, we've got loads of people over here who both enjoy and play American sports. In fact, when I was a younger pup, I played for the Carrick Fergus Knights in the Irish American Football League. The NFL gets decent coverage by Sky Sports, and the viewership numbers on a Sunday are enough for them to continue showing it. Baseball and basketball don't get the same coverage over here, and we would be reliant on their online streaming platforms. I looked into MLB.tv for the season, actually, 
season, for this season actually. I'm a Nats fan due to my cousin growing up in D.C., but with the blackout rules, it didn't seem a viable investment and would involve a lot of playing about with a VPN and hoping for the best. In short, the three main sports in the States don't get played or embraced here as much as the others due to the schooling system, ignoring them entirely and the funding not being available to promote them at the pro level. Hope this goes some way towards answering your question. On a side note, it was sad to see the Washington-based show come to an end a few years ago. Well, yes, you and I feel the same way. I had listened for years in its various incarnations, and the Wisconsin-based show, for me at least, isn't the same as you're understandably forced to talk about different characters, different sports, different teams, etc. than I was used to hearing about for years. But that's a me problem, not a you problem. This podcast goes a long way towards uh, fitting filling that Washington void for somebody who has only spent 24 hours in the city over 20 years ago, but your podcasts over the years have made me feel like a local of sorts. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, Jamie Mahoney in the UK. Thank you, Jamie. I really appreciate that. And you are in luck today because one of the longtime and most respected voices, this side of Andy Poley in the DC market when it comes to sports, Kevin Sheehan, joins us right now to talk about NFL quarterbacks, the Commanders, Selection Sunday, and a whole lot more. All right, joining us now, Kevin Sheehan of the Kevin Sheehan Podcast, of course, Team 980 as well. Uh, Returning the home-and-home date, sort of like Alabama and Michigan in some football series. Always good to talk to you, Kevin. How are you, bud? (laughs) Alabama and Michigan, I don't think, have had a home and home. Uh, you know what? You're right. Long time, uh, okay, here's a good question. What college football powerhouses have mm-hmm. never, or not never met? Although there might be a couple. Which are, which, what is a rare combination where it's like, God, these That's two should good, really get together? Yeah, like, like a, a combination that we should definitely see. Um, Rare inter. I'm gonna look it up right now. Rare interconference. I mean, I, I think a lot of them happened here football. in recent years. Like, I don't think Ohio State had had Notre Dame on the schedule for many, many years until recently. Um. Yeah. Anyway, somebody will email it tomorrow, and then I'll yeah I'll get it. Let's get after it from somebody fact. else. All right. Uh, let's yeah. start. Let's start with this man. Daniel Jones is in the head of a lot of people, including now Ryan Clark of ESPN who keeps hammering this morning on Twitter, Daniel Jones makes more money right now than Lamar Jackson, and it, it is completely unjustified, and he seems to be really triggered by it. I remember, as you do, Kevin, when uh, Daniel Jones was in the head of one Dwayne Haskins. May he rest in peace, because he was drafted ahead of him, and he was thinking, oh, how is this even possible kind of thing? And I'm just sitting there going, okay, Ryan, here's the deal. Uh you got Lamar, who's going to make more money when it's all said and done. He was offered a longer-term deal with more guaranteed money. And basically, the Giants last year didn't pick up Daniel Jones's option, which basically said, we, we think you suck, and we're kind of ready for this to be over. And then they had a decent season. And now they're like, okay, quarterbacking's expensive, so we're going to give it two more years and see how it goes, and we're not going to really worry about the fact that you're going to cost $38, $40 million a year. This obsession with Daniel Jones, Sheehan, is is out of control. I, I'm with you on this, and I, talk, I just talked about it on the radio show. I don't get the this smells funny kind of a thing. 
No, it's it, it's an apples and oranges situation. Right. He's offered eighty-two million guaranteed. Uh, Jackson's looking for Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. I mean, it's just not even close. The, like you said, it's really based on what we've learned, and maybe we'll learn something more when the actual contract is out on the NFLPA site. But it looks like eighty-two million in two years, and then they can decide after that. Not to mention the fact you made a you know you made a, a good point just about where the Giants were you know six months ago before yeah. the season started. Like it was less than fifty fifty that he would be back, but with Brian Dable and by the way by the way Zabe Division three wide receivers. Right. I mean, he had a hell of a year. I don't look at that touchdown number, 15 touchdowns, and think like he didn't have a good year. He ran for seven, ran for 708 yards. And by the way, amassed like almost 1,000 yards by himself in two games against the Vikings defense, including one of them in a playoff game in which he was their best player. So... I don't have any issue with it with with what the Giants did, and if I were a Giant fan, I would have wanted to see more Daniel Jones with Brian Dable, and especially if it's structured where we're not, you know, in dead money land for three years after we find out it doesn't work. I don't know. It seemed like a good move uh, by the Giants, and to compare it to Jackson is is stupid. I mean, it's a, it, first of all, Jackson's been hurt the last two years down the stretch. And Jackson's looking for two hundred million or more in guaranteed money, and you've got to give up two first round picks to get right, him. Right, right. So I, to me, just, the, the, the the two are not comparable. I'm the, with you. The Lamar Jackson thing is fascinating, and I think there is a mix of things in there. I do think I don't know what you think. I think that there is certainly a whiff of collusion where the NFL owners are like, "Look, we are not going to make this fully guaranteed thing a thing." Like, we're not doing this again. So there seems to be a mix of collusion. But injuries and the fact he doesn't have an agent are probably bigger slices of the pie when it comes to what's going on with Lamar right now. And the no agent thing, I said it yesterday on this very space. I said it just makes teams leery because they don't know what this guy's all about. And they're hesitant. Other teams, at least. I just think it was weird that... The information from Atlanta, Carolina, and Miami was kind of leaked. Like they're not interested. Like what? What purpose did that serve? Right. You know that that gave sort of the the, the smell of owners don't want guaranteed contracts. There have only been two of them: the Cousins three year deal when he left Washington, and the Deshaun Watson deal. Right. And they don't want to give you know uh, guaranteed deals. But I, I don't know. I, I I look at it from this perspective, Zabe. Baltimore's tried. They're dealing with a quarterback that once, along with his mother, who's his representation, I think, I think everybody knows now he doesn't have an agent, they want something approaching what Deshaun Watson got. They're not going to get that. First of all, you could make the case that even without the last two injury seasons, Deshaun Watson's upside is more kind of consistent elite quarterback than maybe Jackson because of the way Jackson plays, um, that... You know, they're two different styles. Now, 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 Watson's a dual-threat quarterback, too, but I think he's probably a better thrower of the football, though we didn't see that in the final few games against Cle- uh, against uh, for Cleveland, including the game um, here, which was actually his best game, actually the game that they won here right. in Washington. But um, 
maybe Baltimore. I was surprised because I thought he was going to get the exclusive tag. DaCosta and Harbaugh and Bashadi have made it clear they want Lamar Jackson. The town wants Jackson. And I just thought they're not going to let teams come in and bid away and potentially, you know, have to match a Deshaun Watson style contract from some owner who goes Jimmy Haslam right. on him. Um, but all it takes is one. All it takes is all one takes owner. Is one. And maybe what they did will ultimately be the shrewdest of moves is they must have had a sense that, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to find out that there's no Deshaun Watson money out there and he should have accepted the $133 million in guaranteed money before the season started, you know, at $250 million gross. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll it's see. complicated. We'll see. He's the such NFL, an interesting case yeah, the because NFL, of his availability issue. Right. The NFL, I don't think Kevin has a rational way of evaluating and or paying quarterbacks because it's like foot on the gas, foot on the brake. He's great. Oh, wait, he sucks. It's just all over the place. I mean, Geno Smith languished for a month right. on the open market last winter because the consensus was not just from the Seahawks, but everybody, he's not that good. And then he plays and has a great year, and all of a sudden he's making close to $40 million a year for the next couple of years in a little bit of a look-see deal. Like, okay, that was a great year. We like you. You've worked hard, but we kind of want to see it again. So it's all over the map. So I want to walk through. I I created this uh, tiering of teams that are either thrilled, happy, satisfied, resigned, unhappy, or desperate when it comes to their quarterback. And I mm-hmm. want to see if you agree or disagree on who belongs in which category. Thrilled, right, thrilled, happy, satisfied, resigned, unhappy, and desperate. By the That's way, a lot of categories. It's man. a lot of categories. You usually, but, keep, you usually keep it much simpler. Well, but he, I think they're all appropriate because I, I okay. really wrestled hard over the, the, the terms here because I think every team has a slightly different situation. So of the thrilled category, I've got only five teams that are thrilled with their quarterback. All right, let me guess them. Go ahead. Let's do, let's do it this way. Um, Buffalo. Ding. Cincinnati. Ding. Um, Kansas City, obviously. Ding. I'm going division by division. Right. Um, thrilled. You, how many more left do I have? Two more left. And, they're, and okay. one's AFC, so, one is NFC, one is in the NFC East. In the NFC, I'm going to guess that you've got Philadelphia. Ding! And then I'm going to say the Chargers are Dang! the last one. <laughs> you, okay. got, you got it right. right. There's only five teams, I think, uh, that are Let thrilled. Let me just see if, if, if I think you're missing anybody on thrilled. I don't think you are. I think you nailed all of them. Right. So, in other words, there's only five teams that are thrilled. Well, wait a minute. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is – I mean, I know Green Bay – The Packers are not, the more, Packers are the not Jets, thrilled. If the Jets get Andrew, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are thrilled. Then, then, they move, then they move all the way from the bottom tier of desperate to the top tier of thrilled. Right. At least for the moment, they're thrilled. And these things can change moment to moment. All right, now the happy category. I think How many? The Brown, there's four. I think the Browns are happy with Deshaun – because he's finally out of the woods, he's playing again, and they have a quarterback that they think is their guy. It may be a false happiness, but I think the Browns are happy. Fair? Yes, definitely. The Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence definitely. are happy. 
I mean, you might be you might be you might missing be one from the thrilled ca- okay. category. That's possible. That's possible. Uh, yeah. The Saints are happy they were able to sign Derek Carr. Yep. Although I think they're going to quickly category. they're going to quickly become resigned to the fact that he's not that good. Right. And I think the Niners are happy that they've got Brock Purdy, who they really believe is the real deal, this gem in the rough, even though he's injured and it's going to take a long time to come back. And they've, they don't know about Trey Lance. I think their overall disposition, the Niners are, they're happy. They got two guys, probably, maybe, and they have the ability to get somebody else if needed because they've got a good team. I'm putting the Niners in the happy category. Is that it? You're missing one. Okay. Uh, the, Vi- the Vikings are at the ver- are happy. I, Kevin that, O'Connell <laughs> is happy. Okay. Quasi, uh, the GM Quasi is, you know, says different things, but Kevin O'Connell, and you know this, from the, you know, the McVeigh, from the Shanahans, they all love Kirk. And I've, I've told some people in Minnesota this because I've been on some, some shows recently. Last year they were like, oh, Kevin O'Connell's probably going to trade Kirk. I'm like, zero chance no. he trades Kirk. And I would bet you that there's a much better chance they sign him to a long-term extension before this offseason is over than anything else. Yeah. I think they're happy Okay, with that, that, that's, that's, that's fair. In the satisfied department, I've got the Dolphins satisfied with Tua, although they're nervous because they don't right. know if his head's going to last. The Steelers, I'm counting as satisfied from what they saw in Pickett. Sure. So they're like, okay, we're on a track for a next guy and we're okay. The Cowboys are satisfied with Dak despite his shortcomings, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you would have said happy before, you know, the second half of the season this year probably. They, right, they can't but be now happy. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, they can't be happy, but they're satisfied. They got a guy who plays for the most he starts and he he holds that position well. Uh the Bears are happy with Fields, although I think they shouldn't be, but we're going to find out in the next couple of years whether they were right or wrong. The Packers are satisfied that they've got love ready to go no matter how this thing with Rodgers works out. The Rams are satisfied with Stafford, even though he's got a bunch of injuries piling up now as he gets older. And I think the Seahawks are satisfied that they have Geno under contract, and they may go draft a quarterback with the pick they got from Denver as a backup. So I think they're satisfied. Fair? Yeah, I mean, there are a couple teams here I'm looking at. Like you, okay. I mean, but, I'm going to get to but the next category. Why you haven't mentioned them, and I understand okay. that. Okay, like here we Denver. go. All right, here we go. We're okay. going to get to the resigned category. These okay, are teams that are like the they're like, okay, this is our guy. We're resigned to having this guy. The Ravens are resigned with Lamar, even though. They're they're just they're wrestling with the how do we make this guy happy contractually, and then they're worried about can he stay healthy playing the style of football that he's playing. It's gotten messy. It's not smooth, but they're resigned with we're still for the moment a Lamar Jackson outfit. But but if he were signed and under contract, would you have him in the happy, happy. or thrilled category? They'd be happy. Okay. They wouldn't be thrilled. They'd be happy. I'd move him up. Uh, the Titans are resigned. Right now with Tannehill for one more year, I guess. Right. Yeah. And maybe, you know, uh, Malik Willis, although yeah, he seems very projecty at this point. The Broncos are resigned with Russell Wilson. This is the one you wanted to dig into. Well, I, 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 what do you, I think there's a chance Sean Payton 
resurrects. Ooh. You know, I say resurrect as if he's been down for a while. Um, but t- turns around this this first year in Denver disaster and does it quickly. Okay, with Russell Wilson. Okay, that's possible. I think the Broncos. Dude, what do you are, think? I I I can't wait to watch it. I don't know. I have high regard for Peyton as a coach. I thought he was terrible as an analyst, which really shocked me. But Agreed. if anyone can shine him up and get Russell Wilson playing good football again, I would probably be him. But I think the overall mood for the Broncos is okay. We overpaid for a dud of a car way overpaid in money and in draft picks, but let's see what we can salvage from it. So they're kind of resigned. The Giants are resigned with Daniel Jones. Maybe I should make the Giants happy with Daniel Jones? Well, you certainly should make them satisfied. Satisfied. Okay, I'll move them. I'm going to cut them. Yeah, I mean, they just, gave them, they just gave them a four-year deal, right. so they're at least satisfied. But a year ago, they were like, we're not giving you oh, your fifth-year yeah. option. They, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, all right, the, total mystery. All right, the Lions are resigned with Jared Goff. Who, Ooh, that might be a satisfied situation they, right now. He played well. They liked him. Okay. And, they, so, and everybody thinks they're going to be a really good team in 23. And he's going into his final year, right? Right. So they're at the point where they're like, what are we doing with him? Are we going to extend him or not? Are we going to let him play out his contract and possibly have to get tagged? Okay. Put the, it this way. There's no talk of the Lions looking for a quarterback in this offseason. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and then finally in the resigned category, the Cardinals. They're resigned with Kyler Murray yeah. having been paid all this money, who loves Call of Duty way too much and is a little bit tough to coach. Yeah, I mean, that's that's another situation that, you know, Daniel Jones has turned in one season and Kyler Murray's really turned, I think, starting in that horrific performance against the Rams in the playoffs. Okay, there's two teams, yeah, in, talking the, about 21. Two teams in the unhappy category. The Patriots, they're clearly unhappy I think from everything I've read and probably you as well and heard about uh, uh, what's his name? Mac, uh, Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, yeah. yeah. Um, Bailey Zappi is a novelty, but otherwise they, I think they're unhappy with their situation. And I'm putting the Jets as unhappy in their situation because. As of now, yeah. As of now. The desperate category. There are one, two, three, four, five, six teams. Is this my, our last category? This is it. The bottom of the barrel. Desperate. Yeah, so Washington's obviously in it. The commanders are in it for sure. The Texans are in that category. But they can solve it. They can. The Colts are in that category. And they'll solve it. The Raiders are now in And they'll solve it. Those are the three of the first four quarterbacks gone in the draft, right? All right. And then the Bucks and the Panthers are also in the desperate category for quarterback. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think that that's right. I think there's some just interesting... Like you said, the quarterback situation, it's just so weird the way it works out. Geno Smith was the perfect example. Who knows? Maybe a guy like Jameis Winston, who I've been a fan of for years, and I got called out for saying Andy Dalton would be the guy off the Saints roster I'd want now oh, to God. be the guy that pushes Sam Howell. Oh, God. But, um, you want Dalton, but, huh? Well, I, you, I've liked Dalton all along. I thought that he pushes the outer edges of the top half of the league when he was in Cincinnati. And I thought he had that was a long time season. ago. <laughs> I think he, I know he had an excellent season in new Orleans. Look, they blew. Do you remember the game they blew on Monday night when what's his face? Ingram ran out of bounds short of the Brady, first yeah. down marker. That's against when the bucks and the bucks came back. They yeah. would have been in the playoffs 
if they had won that game. Is that true? And with that, and with that defense, they That's would right. have had a much better chance of beating the Cowboys than the Bucks did. Yeah. Um, I thought Dalton had a good year, and I think a four million dollar one year deal for Andy Dalton in a place like Washington, that with a good defense, with good playmakers, if he were to beat out Sam Howell. I think he could have a really good year. That's a bad Geno Smith example because he's 35 years old. Somebody like Jameis Winston would be a better example, um, you know, if he were to resurrect his career. But, I mean, he didn't even get the job back when he was healthy enough in New Orleans. But the quarterback thing, we just – you're right. It's just a lot of these guys just need a lot of time. And, Zabe, I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but some of these guys that just hang around like Geno Smith – you know, I read this thing about Geno Smith during the year. He's always had the ability to make every throw, which has always been tantalizing right. to coaches. But most importantly, and the reason he stuck around forever, he was great in the quarterback room. He was great in the locker room. He was never a whiner, a complainer. He was always helpful. And you see, like, you see a lot of these guys kind of hang around, hang around. And in Geno Smith's case, he hung around because he was a good teammate and contributed in any kind of way he could, and then he finally got a chance. And like somebody I remember during the uh, regular season said, you take Geno Smith over Heineke? I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you watched the two throw the football? Like <laughs> right. one can actually make NFL throws and the other can't. Right. But it's it's hard. You're yeah. right. It's hard to, to predict. Well, these quarterbacks, they are, as Aaron Rodgers called it, a beautiful mystery. There are 32 beautiful mysteries as to who's going to be good. And now that I see Anthony Richardson bubbling up the draft mock drafts, and I see this Will Levis kid who I say to myself, I can't believe he's being hyped to this regard given what he did or didn't do in college. But, hey, we're going to find out, you know. And even when guys yeah. look like they're hits, like I, I said about Carson Wentz coming out of college, I'm like, this guy's going to stink. Give me a break. And then he was great, and then he stunk. <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's, 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 it's. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, let me uh, let me ask you this. Have you seen the Netflix Full Swing documentary? So everybody is telling me to watch it. I've watched the first episode, which I was disappointed by because I thought that Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas were incredibly boring and too much of it seemed staged. But if you're going to tell me to keep watching, that's what every single person has told me. And they said that I will love it. Um, Uh, No, no, you're not going to love it. it. Keep watching because it's beautifully shot and it's access we don't otherwise normally get with PGA Tour players. There are better episodes to be had, but overall, I think it's it's just a bit of a swing and a miss. It's fine. Okay. It's okay. The golf nerds that we talk to, uh, they, they, they go crazy over it. They need to just dial it down a bit. It could be better. The, the Kepka one is pretty interesting. I've heard that that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, because he really shows you there's not a lot of software running that whole ecosystem <laughs> right upstairs but he's right. good at but golf you, at least he was good at me golf that, that, that spieth and, and thomas were yes. boring and it seemed very staged yes yes and yes and yes boring and staged boring and staged nice guys good kids country club kids played against each other growing up uh they walk into cvs's to get you know decongestant you know at, at major championships that nothing screams more boring than that but yeah, right. that's that's life on the tour, though, for a lot of people. Uh, where do you stand on the Snyder sale as it currently is is deep in the weeds at this point? I think he's selling, and I don't know how long it'll take. But you know, we know that he's you know he could screw up a one person funeral. Um, and he, I, I suggested like two months ago, Zabe, I said, you know, as much whenever he gets it gets involved in anything, it gets screwed up. Could he potentially screw up the sale of the team? And it looks like he's trying to, but I think he sells. He's not forced out. I think he sells. And my prediction is Josh Harris buys the team. Wow. Okay. For under six, over $6 billion. Under six. But wow. with one caveat, 
maybe the league waives that debt that he used to buy out his minority shareholders because they want him out so badly. Wave the debt. He's got a little bit of leverage here, you know, asking for the indemnification. He basically doesn't want to have any ties to the league and be able to be sued for anything when he leaves it. Maybe, maybe the league pitches in somehow and, you know, forgives some of that debt to get it to close to 6 billion and, you know, combination for a league that likes to pride itself at no cost to the league. That would be something else if they go into their right. pocket to get them out. That would mean they really don't want to get into into a situation where they've got to no, vote them out. Um, NBA, your thoughts as I'm out here in Arizona this week and 96.4% of all airtime on Sports Talk Radio is spent playing with their new toy, Kevin Durant. And I understand it because he makes his home debut tonight. One of the topics, Kevin, this is great, is will they introduce Durant last tonight implying it's his team all of a sudden when Devin Booker has been the last guy introduced ever since he became a superstar here. Well, I I hope they keep it as Booker, but who knows? How funny is the that? NBA, that that's you know like a that thing. I actually like the NBA. I'm one of the few people. I like it too. I just don't take it that seriously, and I yeah. enjoy it more than I respect it, but I enjoy it. So, yeah, uh, the NBA is interesting because you have some exciting – fun things happening at the same time you've got all this noise this perkins reddick mvp noise is just one of the more you got to be kidding me arguments i've ever heard right um yeah i i, I saw that uh yeah i i thought that the trade deadline this year was a turnoff um and for me i like the nba but i kind of resigned myself to to just it's a playoff sport. You know, the, it's not because the networks that cover it in ESPN in particular shove it down your throat 24-7. But for me, it's becoming what kind of college basketball has become for me, except for my team, Maryland, and that's a one-month-out-of-the-year sport. And I think the NBA playoffs are phenomenal. Yes, I, I think agree. they're great. Um, and I think it's a great product and maybe even an underrated product if that's possible. Well, because in the playoffs, everybody plays, everybody cares, yep. which are two features yeah. not found in the regular season. But the sort of the, the distilling of all sports into narrower months of interest, probably because of the NFL, is a phenomenon we could talk about for uh, some time. You, you nailed the reason. Uh, March Madness is the perfect kind of shrinking product over the last you know 15 years that is a hundred percent due to the nfl's expansion of you know being an eight-month calendar into a 12-month sport which has to which leads me to my last two-minute topic here where does selection sunday now rank among your favorite sporting days of the year because for me, it used to be damn near the happiest, most gleeful day into Monday. <laughs> well, you ever. do your bracket. You do your the expanded bracket. <laughs> the gargantu bracket, yes. The, yeah, the, the gargantu bracket. bracket. Well, but so it used to be at the Pantheon for me because I loved college basketball so much. I've really fallen off the scent of the college basketball trail. You haven't. So tell me, where for Sheehan does Selection Sunday still rank amongst your favorite sports days? I did this thing with Tommy yesterday on the podcast where I said there are only two. I like games. More than anything, I like games. And the only two things, like I don't watch the Indy Combine. I consider it to be somewhat of a waste of time. I can read the recaps of it. 
Um, Selection Sunday in the NFL draft are the two non-actual games in sport, you know, game-related oh. um, uh, broadcasts that I love. And I do like Selection Sunday. But, you know, even with college basketball, I watch a lot of it because I bet it. But really, I'm into Maryland more than anything else. And by the way, into my new league, the Big Ten, which I am uh, a devout fan of now. Um, <laughs> How's that but, going? Uh, yeah, How is that I, going for an ACC guy living well, it in me, this it new me, conference? Uh, it took me until maybe a year or two ago. I hated it. I, I wanted to be back in the ACC the way I remember the ACC. But now you're in all it? of our rivals and tradition and history right, right. are tied up. My DNA is ACC DNA, but the Big Ten's awesome. And so you're coming around. Basketball, you're legit great. coming around. You're not being sarcastic. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the ACC. When you look at it now, it's got 15 teams and. Zabe, I was watching Jeopardy the other night. They had a category called ACC schools or something like that. And here were like four of the five answers. Miami, Louisville, Boston College, and Pitt. And I was like, those aren't ACC schools. And then the other answer was like Clemson. So they had one like legit ACC school. So it's not even like a real league. Right. That, you know, I remember the Big Ten's awesome. I mean, the venues are incredible. Obviously, College Park and Xfinity Centers has fit in very well in basketball. And Maryland Everything, has football's a different story. Everything's great obviously. about the Big Ten and basketball, except for the weather and travel, if you happen to have to go as an announcer. Sure. And also, the style of play gets to be a it's bit... Grind. It's a grind. It gets to be a bit rock fighty, you know, yeah. on most given nights. Are you watching The Last of Us? No, should I be? Zombies. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't know if I do zombies, Shane. I, I might what stay do you, away from So zombies. you do dragons, but you don't do zombies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did I, I did. I did. Uh, Game of Thrones, not for the dragons. <laughs> I, I tolerated the dragons for everything else. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, 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 know, I know you well enough. You'll like this. All right, I'll give it a shot. Sheehan, as always, a pleasure. The Kevin Sheehan Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure you do already. Uh, The Home and Home has been scratched. The next date is me on your podcast, so let's set that up, and we'll do it at an appropriate time. Sounds good. All right, buddy. See you. Yes, I do. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.